quiet. You good with the mics? Mm. Mm. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. Am I cut off? Okay, okay, okay. All right. Check, check, check. Am I good? All right. Boom. We are back. This is the King Teeth Network. Thank y'all for tuning in. We got a special, special guest in the building. We got Suicide Holla in the building. How we doing today? I'm doing good, man. Always. Always, Always in spirits, man. B. For sure, for sure. All right. This is the first actual interview in our new podcasting space. So shout out to CEO Marie. I appreciate you for having us. Um, this is a dope space. We feeling real good today. We feeling real definitely, good today. Definitely, definitely. Always. You got to keep the vibe, right? You know got to I mean? keep the vibe. That's the only right. way you're going to get anything positive coming your way. That's a fact. So, Suicide Holler. And I'm uh, a little backstory. Um, I actually got to work um, through him, through Crisis, shout out Crisis, um, with the Cleveland Monday Night Raw. Um, so we'll start there, actually. What was okay. your, what made you do that? Because we're <clears> on <throat> round three. We did three of them already. What made you kind of do that? Well, initially, like, when I was looking to, you know, looking for a performance venue, something that, because I always had a great time at the Grove, always throughout the year. Absolutely. So. When I was looking after the pandemic, like I'm, I need somewhere to perform something, and I wanted to be, I wanted to be like full capacity, like I wanted it open because remember the world still hadn't opened all the way up yet. So I'm like, all right, the pandemic is fully over. We're gonna go ahead and and, and hit them with a joint. And when I reached out, it was really only like a few options I had. Okay. So me being a creative in general, I went with one of the best options, and I made a theme out of it. Okay. So, so you had a good. Okay, so they was like, okay, we only have Mondays open, we, you know what I mean? Tuesdays or something like that. And so made a like theme that. out of it, and and I figured like, when I did episode one, which was I've headlined myself, mm -hmm. I brought in some some of my cool coast homies and, and some of the homies that I've been making music with along the time, some of the guys I went to school with and things like that. The the turnout was so good. I'm like. I'm just a, such a giving dude, an empathic dude. I'm like, man, I want this for some more people. Yeah. Cause you put yeah, man. what thirty six already? It's, it, we already on three, so yeah, it's up to like 30, almost forty artists yeah. already. And you got to think, I've only met maybe two. Yeah. Wow. So you're doing this all remote. From out of state. From, from out of state. That's huge. That's huge. A lot of people don't even care enough to do that. And you exactly. put people in place to where it actually runs well. Shout out to Crisis. Shout out to many many components. It's, many. It's components. too many to name actually. But yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, so how did how I did you feel, like, feel about performing on on the first one? Because I didn't actually get to see that one. Excellent. I mean, this is music is what I do. I'm just at the point where it's just like <clears throat> I have nothing to prove to nobody. Like I'm really battling shoe at this point. So mm -hmm. it's like I'm going so crazy. Like in my own sense, as as far as my journey and my creativeness, that when I get on the stage, it's just a different experience. I've never really seen people when I get out on that stage. I just go out and I feel energy. Yeah. So the more energy I'm getting, the the harder I'm going right back at them. Okay. So episode, of course, I felt amazing. It was an amazing, amazing turnout. I have the, you know, fit, I have mu multiple footages of it on my page, mm -hmm. Instagram. Absolutely. But that's why I wanted it for more. I'm like, man, <laughs> I want this for some more people. You mm -hmm. get what I mean? 
that experience, that exposure. Yeah, it was mad love. Like I felt, I felt excellent. And we this my first show back. That was like, your first show. Got you. That's since December of nineteen. Wow. So in did Cleveland. you feel? How did you feel about that? Amazing. Like it was. Were you fatigued any at all? Were you? No. I've been. I've been, I just hone my energy. Like this energy, the same energy that I utilize on the stage is no different than energy I've been harnessing since 16, 17 years old when I went and did some some real crazy things for the city and the culture, you know what Boom. I mean? Before even music. Let even, let's start then. Let's start it. Cause you've been doing this. You, um, and, uh, just to, I, I always tell y'all that when, it, when this is the first time I'm meeting somebody. So this is the first time me meeting um, you. This is the first time the royal family gets to meet you. So we really want to introduce who you are. Okay. That we kind of introduced what we, how we kind of got connected. But now I want to get Take to your story. Take us into who is yeah. Island, so, so if we gonna go there, we gonna, if we gonna go there, then we gotta go back to the beginning to, for y'all to even understand how I became Suicide Island. That part. So. We're going to take it back. I'm going to make it swift for y'all because it's really not even too much to sugarcoat about it. We go back to as far back as I can remember with my real family, five other siblings. I was about five. I was about four years old, 93rd and Anderson, the slums. You know what I mean? Like nothing to eat. You sleeping and you laying right next to roaches. You know what I mean? They so bad, they in your VCR tapes. You know what I mean? You can see them. You got ain't no, no parental figure around. You know what I mean? We fending for self. Yeah. Six of us, and I'm the youngest. You know what I mean? Wow. So, I'm remembering that, and then maybe a little bit of of some vagueness of of you know some domestic violence with a stepfather and some of my siblings as well as my mother. So, I'm remembering that type of stuff. Then we gonna skip into a couple of years of bouncing around to grandparents' homes, yes. trying to figure it out. To six and a half, seven years old, boom, the system come take us. I'm in foster care. Wow. Boom. Seven, seven years old, it's daylight, boom, I'm playing with my siblings, we get taken, it's nighttime, I'm in a whole nother part of Cleveland, Ohio, I think I'm in another state, because yeah. I've never even seen nothing At that seven. looked like this. At seven. Shit. So I've never seen this part of life, I'm in what looks like what you see on TV. Mm-hmm. They just snatched you up. So once they took me, basically I went from 93rd and Anderson to Bedford Heights. Okay. So you understand the dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up there. I had they took one of my my second to eldest sibling and brought him with me. So at eight, they took him away due to behavior and things. Mm -hmm. So from eight to eighteen, this is me becoming into who I'm gonna become because I had to Fantastic journey into yourself. the world for me. Yeah. I had no one that you grew up with that you knew. No one. They were all gone. So you had to just become self. I had to learn to become self-sufficient to just learn how to just live because mm -hmm. I still had to, in my mind, I had it like at 18, I'm going to find them. But from oh, now really? to that, I got to figure it out. You thought that at eight years old that you were going to go find yourself? I, I knew I knew once I turned 18 because I had started learning a little bit. I, I was learning quickly as a young. But once I started learning a little bit, I learned that at 18, I didn't have to be binded mm -hmm. to the system any longer. So I'm just like, well, when I turn that, I'll just go to try to see what's going on. Absolutely. So boom, as we going into it daily, I'm going outside every day of my childhood to teach myself something, figure out something. I'm starting with basketball. Wow. I'm, I'm doing all these things. So as I get into teenage years, of course, my family, and, I mean, my friends and the people in the neighborhood are doing these things, smoking and doing these things. But peer pressure never bothered me. Mm -hmm. I just was 
my own kid, I guess, because of my background. Mm -hmm. So I come into about 16, 15. I'm, I'm starting to get into a lot of underground hip hop. Gotcha. Um, we talking cats from New York like Graf, Straws, D Block, uh, Jada. Wow. All these guys. We talking about Texas. We talking about Chameleon there. Uh, we talking about Mike Jones. Um, we talking about Slim Thug. Then we taking it to, to New York again. 50 just hit. You know what I mean? So I'm starting to get familiar with this. And I'm like, man, these punchlines, these dudes, I'm sure you understand what a punchline is. Absolutely. But to the people that don't, when they come with these, these metaphors and these things, to the people that can really understand and catch that, that is very intriguing mm -hmm. rap. Like, it's just like, how is he even coming up with that? So that mm -hmm. caught me immediately. Okay. I start going from that. I needed more. So I got into battle rap. Wow. Listening to, you know, that. We're going to my high school years. Did you ever want a battle rap? I did a little bit. I dibble and dabble. Okay. But as an adult. I had some opportunities that a couple people, you know, flaked on, mm -hmm. things like that. So I haven't had the opportunity. I'm not really trying to go there now. Yeah, yeah, because right. of, so we go to, we get to about 10th grade. After I'm doing the rap, coming to school, they beating on the lockers on the desk. They know I'm about to spit. People coming, lining up in the hallway. Everybody, everybody being around a little bit, but I wasn't serious. I just knew like, man, I, I know them dudes that rap is good. I just wrote some stuff. Let me go to school with a punchline. At mm -hmm. least one punchline per verse. And they gonna be like, he raw. Yeah. Like, at least one. So I'm doing that. I end up just chalking the rap, right? Okay. So mind you, funny story. I'm 17. I end up I end up, I'm going to give it to y'all raw since we on your podcast. This is the first time in the first naked time. space. Yes. 13 years old, I get adopted. My mind state changed. Okay. So now I was rebellious. Therefore, I added their name onto my, my same name. I didn't swap my name out. So wow. my last name is Edwards Owens. Okay. So when my mind changed, when I understood like, man, am I ever going to see my family again? Something in me around 13 turn me into like a rebel and mm -hmm. i i needed to touch the stove badly because i'm like this family is too perfect i'm going out and having to learn the world but once i go out here as an adult what's gonna happen because mm -hmm. i'm kind of not knowing what i was but to say green but at 13 years old to think that you're gonna be that but you don't know what that word means you mm -hmm. get what i'm saying i'm thinking like i'm naked or something like mm -hmm. i'm green or something like i need to so you felt that yeah Wow. Because every day since seven years old, I'm learning the world. By yeah. day by day, I'm going outside. So I'm like, steal your parents' cars. I couldn't do the, the stuff that my friends and stuff at school was mm -hmm. doing because I had this good foster family. Absolutely. They're still my parents. Today. I just came from this, his grandma. I just came wow. from the house. You know what that's I mean? a so, beautiful relationship. So I'm like, steal the cars. Do the stuff that you hear about. Like, just try it. Oh, okay. So you went kind of on the rebellious route. About 14 years old. I'm trying, like... Just trying to figure it out. I never had a video game system or none of that to like 11th grade. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, do this stuff. Like, I not indulge in peer pressure type stuff, but do the stuff, the real stuff. Like, steal the cars, take the... I, I became like a tech kid, so I started getting into taking the, the credit cards and doing all these things. Early. Just trying to... At 14, because it was like, they've been treating me so well, it's like... This ain't it. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna get screwed over. Right. I so I that. did these things, learned that it was wrong. I racked up about. Um, once I got caught 
which was kind of soon. I never like crashed cars or did nothing. Never was really caught in the vehicle. I actually was using my mother's vehicle around like 4 a.m. to about 7 a.m. for about six months going to my bro crib. His mother worked third shift and we was recording a mixtape. Okay. In 10th grade. And that's when you started taking seriously? That was like nah, the first that, time? Nah, that was just when I, when I tried to get on a mic. Got you. So boom. Get past that. I finally get caught on some credit card stuff. I'm still young. I don't know the traces and all these things. Mm -hmm. Get caught. Everything crumbled. They take me into a kid's court at first because they like, we love him. We don't want to take him all the way. They take me to a, a teen court. It's my classmate, so we in here laughing, acting stupid. Mm -hmm. My mother and sister, I ain't feeling this. Take me out of there. They take me to the joint. I have 14 felonies for that. Wow. As a, as a teenager. Wow. So... I'm naive. I go into, you know, we I get my punishments multiple years. But this is when we get into the part where I'm becoming who I am now. Okay. I get on punishment for those crimes, right? You're not going to the park, which you love playing basketball. You're not doing no TV, nothing. You mm -hmm. sit in your room. You're grounded. Mm -hmm. You know what? Walk to the library, which is about 45-minute walk. Wow. Get books and read them. So after I walked to the library a couple times, I'm like, I'm not doing this a lot. I need to get the biggest book, shorten up my trip. <laughs> I get all the Harry Potters and Lord of the Rings. No. Just as a curious kid, read them. Yeah. All of them. Turn my mind into a journey type guy because I'm still this solo kid learning. Mm -hmm. So I took on that mind state to even my music. How was your relationships at this at this time in your life? Like, how are you dealing with friends? With I have I have people women? around. Well, if we gonna say, how am I dealing with people? I just simply don't deal with people. Okay, that's I'm what I was who thinking. I am, which is real in general. If I bring some of them around, they generally appreciate it mm -hmm. because of the energy and the, and the vibe. But I generally. Tend to be myself, mm -hmm. protect my energy, mm -hmm. hone it. And when I do come out, amazing things happen, like these shows. Yes. I do these interviews. But outside of that, if we're going to speak in one-on-one -on -one general terms, it's great because I'm a stand-up cool dude. And that's now. Of course. But back then, back was then, it the same? No, it just was the same quiet dude, but I didn't know how to have the interpersonal relationships because as a kid, I wasn't taught that. Exactly. So through the music career and through my entire life, yeah, I learned to have one-on-one. -on -one. It used to be a time, actually, you asked, and it's funny, when when I was starting to get a little bit more of a name mm -hmm. on the music scene and multiple people would come up at once, Ooh. that's when it became like something is going on and mm -hmm. I need to figure it out because I don't know how to convert to say something without feeling bad about taking my attention off of another like oh okay so you couldn't do a group you were more so one, one on one, one because i had still had to learn how to do the one so then when it started becoming two and then three, three. And it's like you know sometimes people can be demanding of Absolutely. it's my turn i want to talk now and it's and like they'll just start talking into like your ear and it's but not to really even speak in those terms like let's take it there but what i'm saying is I don't have to just, I don't just have a thousand friends because one, I'm introverted. Mm -hmm. I'm basically in my domain, handling business, trying to secure the biggest picture first. Which is? This whole generational 
wealth, whatever yeah. I'm going to do for what I came from, nothing, I can't leave that way. Absolutely. It's impossible. Absolutely. It would be my fault. Who could I look at and blame when I lived my life? Mm-hmm. 100%. So, People need to hear that shit. So we go into, we go into, I read all them joints. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, back to Let's the go into adulthood. 17. Mm-hmm. I leave. I'm getting so rebellious with the fam. You got to go. Okay. But they still love you. Of course. Okay. I go to the hood, 75th and Colfax. Wow. This is where we come into you hearing these these type of names and songs mm-hmm. now and things like that. 75th and Colfax. This is where I learned life. Mm-hmm. I'm in the jungle now. 17. I'm right across the street from Garden Valley. Wow. And I done came from Bedford Heights mm-hmm. for all these years. So the respect isn't there. I yes. gotta figure out more. I done went from shelter to mm-hmm. the jungle. Boom, we get down here. I'm one day just on a journey on a, on a bus. I see a couple of my homies that I went to school with. Mind you, I'm still a creative, trying mm-hmm. to figure out the world. I done got this journeysman attitude through these books. See my homies. I'm coming from work. Man, what you what you about to do? We about to go to this uh this session. I'm like, the session? What's that? I, they like, man, you want to come? I ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with y'all. I'm thinking in my head, what's this session y'all talk about? We get over here, right? They dancing, mm. but they wild dope. Wow. Mind you, I ain't never attempted. Give me a second. Mind you, I ain't never attempted to be no dancer. Mm-hmm. I'm just that young kid, that creative that went out and was trying to figure out the world. Yeah. I never attempted to be no dancer, no nothing. Everything I did, it just so happened. To flow. I could do it. And I don't know. I don't. I No pops. As I told you. No, no parental figure around mm-hmm. as a kid. So, boom, I go with them. We meet a group called DDL, dancers. Bunch of people from around Cleveland, girls, boys. I'm like, whoa. They crumpers. Mind you, this is new. Wow. What year is this? If you can remember. This was eight. Wow. Yeah, crumpers oh, was eight. it. Yeah. I'm like, but my homies was like, this is, you know what I mean? This I'm like, whoa, these, I'm like, this is fire. Like, this is what I, of course I had seen Rise and did, cause I'm a creative. Like I had, I even, silly ass, I done went to Target, stole Rise, left my book bag. I get home with Rise, they calling me. <laughs> you got our movie, bring it back and you get your book bag. I'm like, oh, I don't even get to watch the John. <laughs> I don't even get to watch the John. So, oh no. I done seen it. I done been intrigued by it. Mm. Now I'm real life in front of 15 crumpers. I'm like, this is my amazing. mind is blowing. Yeah, I'm like, amazing. okay, I tried this. This is dope, but I don't know how to. So they going, right? Mm-hmm. They telling me word in the air. We got this performance in the morning. Da, 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 da. I'm like, man, I'll try it. I'll dance. They, I go for like 30 seconds. They like, he the dopest. <laughs> Listen, he's dope. We want him to open up in the in the morning. Wow! I just came off the RTA, and they want you to leave. Open this up. They airtime show on the news in the morning. What? This is what they all at this group gathering for practicing for this show in the morning that they've been doing for months. And I they just want got you off the bus. That. They want me to open crazy. it up. I didn't even know I had this. Yeah. So boom, we go from that. I danced heavy. <laughs> To the point where it started to become a little bit of a rival with the homies, but we straightened that out. I eventually, at 
about 17 and a half, almost 18. I took the guy. I got a, my family came back and played that raised me. Okay. My sister was moving. I want to give you my car. Did they reach out to you? Yes. Or, okay, that's great. I want to give you my car. My mom, like, sis wants to give you her car, and I want to talk to you as well. Had to talk to my mom. I'm almost, I'm almost about to turn 18. I want you to move back home. We miss you. So I'm from the jungle. Back to the I'm, But I still got this mentality. My family, they be they be going to work and stuff every day. Like, I ain't about to lay around in this, like, my, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, what's going on? So I'm still having this going, you know what I mean? Trying mm-hmm. to go to do all these things. So I go back. Um, I, I continue to dance, but I got this car now. Taking the guys on the road. We start expanding. I start taking the name up and down the east from here to North. I ain't never been on no type of trip. I ain't ever. I just stole them cars. That's how I learned how to drive. <laughs> what? So boom, it worked. Never cracked. Never none of this stuff. So I expand the guys' names. We did this until about 20, 2010 and a half, and something like it got to the point where I could see like it wasn't gonna really be the life for me. Okay. Kind of thing. So it was like I told my homies that I raised, which is. The A bills who who does uh, my camera work now the mm-hmm. uh, the Paul Carpenter who who leads the entire Crump movement in Cleveland mm-hmm. like I told these guys here take the legacy wow I'm moving on I got to figure something else out and that's when you left that's when I left gotcha. that was ten and a half we come into eleven mm-hmm. I found out I got a daughter on the way first kid. So I'm like, I can't just be walking, doing this day walker thing every mm-hmm. day. End of 11, I'm like, you know what? I was doing this job back in high school, and I was like, wait, all right. Like, I had a little bit of respect. I think I can put some words together. I'm sitting in on 75th and Colfax in the driveway with my uncle. He be with me to this day, almost all my videos. I'm like, I'm about to rap. Like, I'm really about to rap this time. Like, what age were you? At this time, I was about... What was I, about 20? Got you. I was like, I'm about to rap all the way. And he was like, man, let's do it. Okay. I literally, from that day, I never stopped writing to 2018. Wow. And just put everything I garnered into it. So that's 2010 to 2018? That was that was the end of 11, so basically end of, 12. End of 11, so 12 to 2018. Let's talk about that for a quick second. What was that like? How did that... What were you doing? How were you moving? Because even before you spoke on, you're not just going to sit around. 12, I come into music. I nonstop, I hit him with three mixtapes back to back to back. Actually, October, November, December 11. That was just me freestyling on all the industry beats I could find, about mm-hmm. 15 per tape, just to put something out there and be like, this. I can rap. Mm-hmm. That was three tapes in a row. So that's why I say 12. 12 was when I introduced to my like my couple guys around me, man. They like, man, he could really rap. Let's try to get him bigger in the city. So mm-hmm. I'm like, man, what we got to do? We looking around. EV. Shout I'm out like, EV. Let me, DJ EV. Shout I'm like, EV. boom, let me let me get with him. I know he really show love if, if somebody about they joint mm-hmm. and, they, and they coming on some business. So I'm like, I put together this project called Freshman Year. My name was Young Holler. Okay. I came into 12. I'm like, I ain't make no music. That's why I say I started 12. Those were all freestyles. Mm-hmm. I come into 12. I said, if I'm about to introduce myself to the whole Cleveland, they don't want to hear no freestyle. 
I got to make a song now. Like yeah. all that stuff I was doing in high school and all that stuff at the end of 11, now I got to really try it. And make your own original. I start just, what I was doing was I made a Twitter with them freestyles and all that. And from about 12 to 15, I racked up about 300,000 tweets spamming people. With the music. Every time I put something else out, I'm, I'm going to at the least, grind. I'm going so hard every day that I, I got to get um, Twitter blocked every day. Every day. Every, as soon as they let me out, I got to get back blocked. And when they go to Facebook, I got to I gotta max out the people that in the joint that I tag. Or when you get like a group and you can get it to like 100, I got to get it to 100, but like 50 of them. Mm-hmm. I got to go. I got to max it. I'm talking about I did this every... I had phones where the screen stopped moving. You couldn't even scroll it no more. It wasn't even responding to the touch. Wow. So it was like I went and this was 12. This was 12. So we get to EV. I cut my hair into a box. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to drop this young. I I picked up suicide. Okay. I said... I heard you. Exp- I heard you um, pronounce it the way you. But that's okay. It's suicide, and it stands suicide. for it stands for a group of individuals that are gonna kick it till death. And and the reason I use suicide is because coming from nothing and having to wear my sister's shoes and things like this, I do collect shoes as an adult. So it <laughs> just is so a double entendre in a sense. Yeah, you know I mean, so coming into coming into. 12, I do the, the freshman year with EV, and it's, mm-hmm. it's dope joints. You know what I mean? 18 of them. Some freestyle, some original. I didn't spam so much, I ended up spamming a guy who was on the Carter 2, a producer from Cleveland named Matlock. Uh-huh. Oh, shout out Matlock, because Matlock, my dad actually knows him. Shout out to him. Matlock, and that's that's my brother to this day. Wow. That's that's a guy that's in my close squad, Yeah. which is only like four people. Yeah. So I ended up spamming him. Man, what is this? Why does dude... He listened to it. Whoa, you from Cleveland? Are you? Let's link. I want to chat. Wow. End up carrying and someone that's been mentoring me for many years, and that happened in twelve. So, and I just want to ask you this uh, okay. briefly: Do you think that same format can work in twenty twenty one for a newer artist? The spamming thing. The spamming, just going hard and just until somebody starts. I don't feel like in twenty one not personal one-to-one thing you can spam massively but one-to-one people are much more attention deprived and 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 um and brutal Mm -hmm. it'll be like it'll be the stuff i was getting every now and then every time now like every now and then i get a tell your mama to you know i mean don't Mm -hmm. tag me tag your mama to suck my Mm -hmm. they get it every time what you you better Mm-hmm. They'll go crazy on people doing that now, and I don't know if they can do the one-on-one tag type joint. But if they get a good product and and spam like musically mm-hmm. or or spam video wise or something, that Maybe. could possibly work. But what they got to be aware of is people create their own expectancy. So eventually they'll be like, "Nah, we want a lot of videos and music from you, and you probably don't want to work at that pace for a long time." Mm-hmm. So you don't want to work against yourself. So do you have any? Um, advice for the kind of, cause you're, I mean, you're at a, a different level than you are yeah, back been, then. It's been step by step, but I appreciate it for sure. But do you have like an advice for somebody at twenty two in twenty twenty one that wants to kind of get that grind going? I would say learn everything you need to know about getting a record together before you put it out, because still to this day, and I'm gonna speak it honestly on 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 whichever camera, a lot of people oh, believe, a lot of people believe that. 
you go to the studio with an MP3 you either stole off a of YouTuber that you received from um you know a producer or whatever. You take that to the studio, have the engineer load it up, drop your vocals, have them do their ragu mix or whatever, and be like, it's ready for the people. That's cool. But if you actually hit that producer up, get the open tracks for the beat, which are the songs, sound by sound, mm -hmm. so the engineer can control every sound, mm -hmm. and you get it fully mixed and mastered so the way it sounds professionally on any system, the Does people will change. appreciate it. Yes. yes, they will be like, Okay, this sounds just like what I've just been listening to, mm -hmm. which was the industry sound. Mm -hmm. Instead of this sounds like, eh, why well, I gotta crank myself? Well, I ain't getting that thump like I need. Like, mm -hmm. what's wrong with this dude's song? Even though your song might be hard, it's not. You cutting your shelf, you cutting yourself short. Yes, that's yes. what I'm saying. Even in the clubs, cause that's that too. I used to have. I, I call them paper thin Jones. Talk to me. I I would say from from about twelve to. From about 12 to about 15, I had the paper thin Jones, but I, I figured out the problem around 16. Wow, okay. So it took you so, almost four years. Yeah, so so it was like me basically bouncing from engineer to engineer, and some were still better than others, but they still didn't know exactly what I needed or what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And I got the knowledge to know what I needed from Matlock, who came into at 12. Wow, okay. So... I come to 13, um, freshman year out on, on, on live mixtapes. I come into 13, I'm like, you know what? In 12, I was doing everything that I feel any artist should do, which is entertaining what's going on in your city. I went to the Ohio Hip Hop Awards in Columbus. I did all these things trying to figure out, touch, and see what's going on. I took my guys. So 13, I'm like, you know what? I saw guys winning awards and doing all these things. I'm like, if I want to get my name, I got to do something. Yeah, I mean, I got to do at least win something or do yeah. something. I start getting in my bag, you know what I mean, and, and creating crazy, like writing nonstop, but original at this point. Mm -hmm. Having some good records. Um, Cleveland, our city, I think was around that time, Piece of My Love with Miss Crazy T. And I end up getting um, Ohio Lyricist at a year 13. Wow. In a year. You set One your mind year. to it and you Knocked it that. out, but I literally put out probably... A hundred records from between freestyles and originals. Wow. Okay. Just the work hungry. ethic like, always been there. I see. I think it was super drive until about sixteen. Okay. So yeah, let's get into the sixteen and then the eighteen where you needed to take when a break. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Those were lyrical years, and I would say underground type music. Mm -hmm. Fifteen, I link with Mr. Peter Parker. Sixteen, we come sure. in. Yeah, 15, That's I'm huge. down. I get DJ K Nice, who retired from the station. He has his own thing going on. Shout out Nice Co. He invites me to 107.9. I want you to freestyle on the station radio. And I'm still a young artist. like yeah. So I'm getting these opportunities. Peter Parker's first day on the job at 107.9. Mm -hmm. I got a starter drawing on. I always was different with the fashion to make myself stand out as mm -hmm. well. And the hair. Yeah. So I get, I, I see Peter Parker. He got on the starter drawing. We create relativity. I'm like, man, I'm such and such. He seen me in there spitting. He like, man, let's work. Da -da -da. I'm like, I got a mixtape now, Achilles Tongue. We get that joint, 15. 16, I come in, I'm I'm, I'm kind of stagnant. I'm like, man, I didn't, I thought Achilles Tongue was my best work, Like, but but it was still a paper-thin John. Mm. I'm just thinking it's a better paper-thin. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't got tricked by my engineer. So 16, I'm like, I got to figure it out. Like, I, I want a little bit more. You know what I mean? So... I had this song in my head. I was riding a bus. I had this song in my head. 
hit them folk. Okay, that big I'm one. I'm going to hit them, and I ain't have a beat. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I just keep playing it in my head. I dig in the email I had, like, 12. My guy from Cleveland, I used to ball with him. Back when I was in, everything I learned from childhood, I took in the adulthood. So I was different with the ball, too. Like Oh, you was nice? Different, different. Any guy, any, any guy that's on the scene, 13, I come into... <laughs> I win MVP of the rapper's DJ game. You just won that again. It's no, that was I was showing footage from Got 13. you, got you. I've won it twice yeah. over the years. But that was my first game playing in that dynamic. Win the MVP. Yeah, absolutely. 34 points. Yeah, I've All seen type that. of stuff. And they like, okay, now he comes in with the rap. Now who is, what is, come on, man. <laughs> he can do it all. What's going on? <laughs> so that created friction. We ain't going to speak on it. Oh, did it? Of course. You, oh, you, okay. you got to understand these things. So... Around, we get to 16. I'm sitting with that in my head. I dig in. I get that beat. I put them together. I end up reaching out to um, a couple guys from Cleveland. I had some kids that was that was already going crazy. I reached out to a few more. They was just like, man, we like the song. We like the beat and everything. And it just start. Within like, I think I dropped it in like, say, Feb, end of February. So March, I would say... Like, May, it was gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say, like, May, I was sitting at the crib getting, like, 10,000 TikTok videos a day. Wow. Just watching it on my phone. And that's early TikTok. Yeah, this was when it was called Musical.ly. See, that's history, because I didn't even know that. But I did see that. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's crazy. So, how did you kind of get that out there, though? Like, that song? Um, basically, what were you doing? around the time, it was... I don't know why the dance wave was heavy, but around that time it was like this this iHeart Memphis kid was going around making hit the quans and all type mm-hmm. of stuff. But I I wouldn't even when I did make the record, I wasn't thinking in the sense of the dance hit them folks. I was thinking of some other stuff, yeah. some street stuff. But it was just like it panned so well. Why would I pass up this opportunity just to be prideful or something? Mm-hmm. Like I ain't trying to impress nobody. I don't be around nobody. So I'm like, you know what? They taken to it. It's, it go with the dance and all this is popular. I had did see a couple guys meet you and these guys down in Atlanta, but they wouldn't they didn't have songs to dance to as far as like for that dance. They just mm-hmm. was dancing to everybody's records. So it just became a perfect combination, man. And every kid that heard it, it just picked up more and more. If a kid see a big popular kid doing it, you gotta think they're gonna have sixty kids do it. Absolutely. Then they probably got thirty kids is going you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. trickles down. Eventually, it started getting to all races. You know what I mean? It yeah. went crazy. Like, I think I got probably on what they call TikTok now over a million videos. But as far as views, it's just it's unheard of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And across YouTube and everything. The initial guy that, and I did have a guy from Texas. He wore pink and um, neon pink and green shoes on YouTube. His video got 10 million plays. Wow. So we went. That's Were you able to capitalize 16. on those things? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and this is when the labels came around. Okay. So sixteen was when the labels came in play. And how was that? How was that roller coaster? That situation was um that was when I I really sat down and was able to like try to understand and analyze things because I'm new to it, mm-hmm. and I'm like so you know fast. what I want to do it right to for and it's fast and mm-hmm. and honestly that's when I started smoking weed because I'm like I need I'm going I got a show every almost every other day or whatever I'm like. Things is happening. I don't want to. I'm hearing. I heard about stuff. I'm like, I don't want that stuff to happen. And it was a single situation. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, I'm super hip hop lyrical suicide holla. I'm not dance man. Mm-hmm. I'm 
this journey like i don't want just that what mm-hmm. are these, if these labels are talking about just that i don't know how i would sit with that so that was a lot of things on my mind that so i'm like for six zero i'm like for six figures and to stay there and be somewhere alongside a I Heart memphis or something that's not going to get me to the sway in the mornings and the in the platforms i need to i don't feel like it's worth it right of course, it made a few guys around me feel some ways. So you passed up on the bag. Yes, yes. Wow. If I had well, the integrity of what you were looking to do. If I hadn't, there would be no good box EP. There wow. would be no out of the barrel. Mm-hmm. There would be no butter. Mm-hmm. There would be no fifty fifth. There would be nothing from All seventeen to now. In your, in your arsenal. All the things that make me who I am today. Mm-hmm. As a person. Exactly. Not just an artist. Because all from sixteen to. From that situation in 17 till now, literally, I would say after eight, when at the end of 17, when the tragic situation happened, I lost a, a close homie. Mm-hmm. From 18, when I sat and really truly introspected, when I moved from Cleveland, Ohio, and had to really understand, like, you know what I mean, what's going on. I turned down them situations. Of course, I lost a lot of, I would say, pseudo love mm. because you got to think people were like, well, we wanted you to do it. We don't care how you felt about it. Absolutely. Because of what it would have done for us, in a sense. Absolutely. Care less of how it the will source. Make you feel. Even though As it's what will get them what they. So get it's us just. Where we need to go, but. So basically, it's like, all right, I'll take that. Let me see who I really am. So from 55th and Hamlet, which was, I came into 19 prepared from that and everything alongside it to now. They've been giving me the raw soul, pure me. Wow. Okay. Everything before then, I was trying to find who I am sitting here. So you start. So you actually feel like you found yourself. After I had to that, go through a lot of tragedy. All of this tragedy and the label situation. A lot of that, because I had to, and more so. And moving. Of, and moving. Wow. Opened your mind up to so much. And to everything. To who you were. Exactly. And and honestly, what I can say is. Before we, when when I was trying to figure out the, the, the contract situations and I started to dibble-dabble and tab in it because I won't go too deep, but I was doing something with it as far as maintaining myself. Mm-hmm. So when I started to see, like, man, let me see exactly what's going on. That's honestly, I could say the first time I really felt what depression is. Wow. Because you got to think my whole life I was just trying to look for it. Let me see what do I got to catch up to? I'm this kid at seven that's thrown. You don't have time for, to be depressed. You exactly. just moving so Every much. day. So mm-hmm. once I tapped that, it made me, I don't know if they were walls that I was building or whatever, but it just threw them back. And it just, I sat and sunk into my couch and, and thought of everything that happened back to even before I went into the system. Mm-hmm. So it was like my family. That self-reflection. My family. My, it's, it's not great. Like, I'm thinking because I didn't made a world. So I'm like, all right, life is real now. Mm-hmm. Losing homies, losing. I didn't get back to this family to 18. I'm losing them left and right. I'm like, whoa. I had to give it to them raw. And mm-hmm. now this is what the people, they feel it now. Like, you can listen to a song and be like, damn. Yeah, let's this talk nigga about in the car like that you just dropped. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. So... What was the inspiration behind that one? Because that one's a deep song. Um, Mount Rushmore, I feel like with me coming from literally the ground, being born January 13th, a, a Capricorn, which is the GOAT, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Simple with me coming literally from the ground, nonstop. Even though what I went through, I didn't. I I, I ran through it with a cold shoulder. Took it into the heights. Took it back to all these things, and and was able to carry and help people along the way. Still into coming, becoming, and who I am today. Getting into the music, being able to still maneuver and be who I am as a staple, and do all these different things across the scene. Go from nothing. Go from picking up the mic, telling my uncle in the driveway, I want to rap, to 16, 107, hitting up, we need you on Summer Jam. Wow. To, that's four years. Yeah. To labels, I'm turning down, I can't, no. To losing people, to coming back to 19, I drop a record in March. I haven't shown my face, period, since the end of 17. I drop a record March of 19, which is almost a year and a half later. October of 19, I put 250 people for an album they hadn't heard yet. Wow. And I don't even live in Cleveland no more. Wow, the love. So it was like, no, nah, we need, we feel this nigga. Now he's important here. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, there's no way around it. Yeah. So they hadn't heard, this was for the listen party. They was going off of 50, 50 Hamlet, which was the pain I endured and put into it from 18 that mm-hmm. I set on. So 50 for the Hamlet, amazing. I, I listen to it to this day and don't even understand how I created it. Wow. A lot of the things I listen to came from dark, dark, dark places. So when I do this listen party and I drop the out of the barrel and give them this visual of, of this guy in this, this diamond track jacket, and, and I use the diamond as symbolization for the simple fact it comes from the dirt, dirt, and you have to shine it into something one of one in yeah. a sense. So I use that. You got this guy coming out of this barrel of crabs, in a sense, into this. So the symbolism is, you understand, we're in a circuit where the more light one gets, one feels theirs is dimming. Absolutely. And it's not the case. That's not the truth. But it's a mentality because what I do understand at the same sense is we came from that environment Mm -hmm. where it's survival. It's not about living mentality. Mm Mm-hmm. I have to survive. So what you receive and I didn't get it, mm-hmm. I, I could have got it if I just got to you. Mm-hmm. Wow. You literally just broke down the hood. That's so, literally the hood mentality. So with that mind state, exactly. So with me understanding that taken, because I've been there, it's like um, I just got to move the way I move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I got this cover with this guy coming out of these barrels. So now I'm starting to give people the visuals of what they understand happens. And they mm-hmm. like, nah, you coming with the music too. And like, it's there. I have the love again. I did episode one. We brought out another 250. It's just like, at this point, I don't, I don't, they understand I don't have to be here. They know what I'm doing. They know it's pure. They know it's from love because since the King Chip, which is, I would say, six to, like, nine. Cuddy, nine to, like, 11. Uh, he's still doing it. These guys still are doing their things, but I'm talking about the reigns of when Cleveland was like, yo, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Day and night. Mm-hmm. The Kells, 11 to, like, 14. Mm-hmm. We going, if we going for, if we going to, we, we at 21 now. Who has done. Right now is dope, boy. We're speaking in a sense, I understand that as far as the talent and, and where someone has gone. I mean, as far as the impact on the culture. I agree. I agree. Here, there's a, there's a lot of people that do a lot of things around in, in, in the, the main mm-hmm. and move around. 
but I'm talking about that he has an impact it. and a hold on the culture of I Cleveland, Ohio. So, Chip had it. Yeah. Cuddy That's why he had still one. Still gets that love to this day. Exactly. No matter if he lives here or not. Absolutely. That's why Mount Rushmore comes apart because okay. I'm number four. Okay. If we're going to speak in that manner. That makes a lot more sense. From what I've done from 12 to now and all of the awards mm-hmm. I've been through, all of the of the accolades I've achieved. I'm talking about countless of things, um, the ties and the bonds that I've made, the things that the, the love and the hate, the good and the bad. I took the lashings and everything to be able to create another generation of creatives to move forward. That puts me there. I love it. Okay, so this is the first time... Um, we learned so much from uh, suicide. It's Sue. Shoe. Shoe. Like a tennis shoe right on your foot. Suicide holler. Um, I appreciate you. Um, this is kind of the last segment we do at this show, um, the King Teeth Network. Anything, I know you've been getting so much off your chest, but if you have anything that you want to leave with us before we see you again. Um, yeah, I do. Um, everything I do, everything I represent, you know what I mean? Everything I push is for the east side, period. And it ain't even just about Cleveland, Ohio. It can be the east side of any state, any country where you live. The east side is where I'm born, raised, and rep, and it's in me. <coughs> it's embedded. So, the East Side, shout out the whole East Side, shout out the whole Cleveland, Ohio, the King Teeth Network, man, it's Suicide. Any social media platform you can find at S-H-U-I-C-I-D-E-H-O-L-L-A, hit me up, man. I respond. I rock with the people. Yes, I'm I'm reachable, you know what I mean? And, and I do a ton of things for the culture just off the love because it's supposed to be done. That's You're supposed to lead. You're supposed to be that person that you needed when you were younger. Not about the, it's not always about the money. It's about the impact that it exactly. has. Exactly, and that's what puts me at number four on that Mount Rushmore. And that's in Ohio. Man. I can't even say nothing better. That that was an amazing episode. I appreciate you. Um, much love to you and everything that you got going on and everything you and got we're coming. To rock, and we sure. gonna rock for sure. And we out of here. King Teeth Network. Boom. We done. Oh, hollow the dime.